0: Oh shit! Guess what day it is, guys? It's Canada Day. We got the red dress, we got the chill, we got the vodka, which isn't Canadian, but that's fucking a okay. Because we chillin' for a little while. I know nothing about Canada. I'm gonna look at stuff and who knows where else it's gonna go. I'm just gonna talk to myself. While I think I'm talking to somebody else. But I'm not. I'm talking to you. I mean, I am. I'm talking to you. No, I'm not. I'm talking to me. I runk. Hey! What's going on, guys? Happy Canada Day. I hope you're having a good day. It's been a long weekend for myself. I have been enjoying today. I went shopping. I got to go look at some stuff. I got a really cute hot pink bra that I'm gonna wear later. Y'all motherfuckers don't even know. You don't even know. But I learned some things today. You know what? Today is, let me tell ya. Let me tell you, okay? Let me tell you, I wanna tell you. I'm so excited. I gotta tell you everything I learned today. Canada Day. July 1st, 1867, the effective date of the Constitution Act. Okay, which was, apparently this was originally called Dominion Day. And uh, it united three separate colonies of the province of Canada. We're looking at, like, the rest of Canada, Nova Scotia, and New Brunswick. Apparently they were not very happy about that. Um, 1982 is when it was renamed to Canada Day. So cool, right? So today... Canada is 152 years old. Quite a young country as compared to like Britain or any of the European countries or America. Fun stuff. What's going on today? There's fireworks. I'm not going because I think it's ridiculous to travel all the way to Kitsilano to watch some fireworks and try and find a goddamn spot. Parking is insane. It costs a lot of money and i ain't about that life. You know what I'm saying? So we chill at home and we, we do our thing and we cheers. Cheers, guys. There's not very many Canadians here, but that's okay. I celebrate on my own and shit. Vodka's rough, isn't it? Let's see what's happening. Mm-hmm, 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 Alrighty. Alrighty. Alrighty, alrighty. Oh fucking righty then. Let's do this. Look at that. We got it. actually kind of figured it out. Not the worst thing ever. Eat the sounds of my keyboard. I have no concern for you guys because the sweetest form of respect is honest disrespect. And that's how it goes. Canada is kind of a pussy country. I agree. Um, I don't disagree with that. I identify as American, to be honest with you. Because America is far better. I mean, have you seen their flag? Have you seen the American flag? It is way fucking cooler than ours. Apparently, in terms of design, the Canadian flag is considered quite awesome. But, in my most humble opinion, I think it's so fucking boring. I mean, red and white is cool, but... Red and black is hotter. You gonna argue? You gonna argue? You're not gonna fucking argue with that. I have Sean. I have I talked to Sean earlier in the chat. Shout out, Sean. What's up? And he was saying he was shit-faced. I don't know how everybody's getting shit-faced. I can't get shit-faced because we got responsibilities on Tuesday morning. You know what I'm saying? That's what's happening. Data Wasteland. What's up? Hey, Andrew. What's up? Loves. Thank you for the compliments. I will take them. I like it. If you're up in here and you're not super chatting, buy me a cup of coffee. What are you doing, really? What are you doing? (laughs) Look, I got ready. I even wore red. I got all this shit done. Nobody appreciates anything. Why? Why is that? Hmm? Why is that? Uh, I'm saying red and black is better, is a better combination than white and red. Red and black looks much nicer than white and red. Can we at least agree on that point? We can agree, right? Let's see. What else is happening today? How about some Canada-related articles? Can we talk about that? How about that? How about that? Let me post this in here, because what more is going to express celebrations of Canada than how we deal with America and our relationship with Trump? Because I don't think Trudeau has many nice things to talk. Have I don't think I have many nice things to say about Trudeau. I'm not his biggest fan. And I was looking at the top 26 or something coolest Canadians list, actually let's go through that and he's on it and i just want to know how is he cool what has he done for canada what has he done for canada he went to a mosque thanks bro thanks that's the way to do it right i'm a great canadian i went to a mosque oh by the way i'm also a feminist but i uh support a culture that segregates men and women because women are clearly the inferior gender oh so progressive so progressive Pierre, where are you? Why did you leave us here with your substitute teacher of a son? Hm? Why didn't you answer me that? You going to? Mm-mm, you're not. Uh-huh. What up, plants? Moist clams in the house. Moist clams in the house. We're having fun, bish. That's what we're doing. That's how we do this. We have fun. I'm going to chris de my way through this. I'm gonna crust Delia my way through this and make jokes that nobody gets because nobody listens to any of the cool shit that I constantly recommend to you people. How are you not listening to Crustalia? Crystalia, sorry. How are you not? Hmm? Whoops. Oops. I think I fucked that up. Did I fuck that up? Come on now. Okay. So the top 26 coolest people in Canada, which, by the way, I just want you all to be aware that Steven Pinker is not on this fucking list, okay? Avra Levine, singer, number 26. This poor girl has Lyme disease, and I recently just heard she's going back on tour. And she was pretty cool when I was a teenager, and I always liked her. She's a hottie toddy. I mean, look at her. Look at her, yo. Here, here's the article. Let me post it in the chat for ya. I love her black eyeliner that sexy smoky look she always had that going on she had that cute punk skater look going on that she was able to pull off she was tiny she was adorable i mean where can you go wrong i'll agree with that she's one of the coolest canadians hello hello shania twain we all know who shania twain is if you don't think shania twain's hot shit, then i don't know what the fuck you're doing with your life that's all i gotta say (laughs) The best thing about being a woman. (laughs) Number 24, Jim Carrey. One thing that was mentioned earlier today to me is, can I really claim these people as Canadian because they've all gotten famous and rich and moved to America, which is way better? Yeah, yeah, because they were born here. I'm going to take claim over them. Why is it that I can't take claim over people who have moved to America and I have to take claim over people like vegan gains and ask yourself which by the way are so typically Canadian I'm not celebrating those losers I'm celebrating the cool people and you know what cool people do they move to cooler places when they got cooler yes Lance Shania Twain is indeed a Canuck Um, is Brian Adams on this list? If not, get the fuck right out. We'll find out, won't we? So number 24 was Jim Carrey. Let's pay attention to that. Number 23, Ryan Reynolds, actor. I'm okay with that too, because he's a hottie toddy. And, uh, when I used to work at Strawberry Hill Cinemas, when I was in the 12th grade, his parents actually live by, well, in a really, really nice area, or did at the time, called White Rock. And, (coughs) excuse me they would come by the theater and watch movies. And it was very cute. They're very, very nice people. So, yo, we're cool. Um, Hey, Cameron, what's up? Is Jim Carrey an anti-vaxxer or was it just his crazy ex-girlfriend Jenny McCarthy that is a crazy anti-vaxxer? I need an answer to this because if he is, I'm going to have to sunset, denounce all that language, that bitch off my cool Canadians list but how could you forget the mask? Remember? Remember the mask? That was a great movie. Remember that yellow suit? He looked like a banana. (laughs) What, what? What, what? In the butt. All right. Number 22, William Shatner, which just occurred to me today that he's Canadian. I know William Shatner was in the Twilight Zone. I've seen very, very little of the Twilight Zone but it looks very adorable and cute. And holy shit, everybody stop. Red guy has arrived in the chat. Red guy represent because I'm wearing a red shirt. This is for you, red guy. Fuck Canada Day. It's red guy day. Okay. Okay. Yes, let's do it. Number 21, Arcade Fire, the band. Well, This is fucking stupid. I don't think a whole band can count as an entire person, but a Canadian obviously wrote this, so I guess I'm going to have to let it go because, hey, that's Canadians, right? Number 20. James Cameron, the director, is Canadian. Wow, I did not know that. So James Cameron is one of the most successful directors of all time responsible for The Terminator, Titanic and fucking Avatar, which I must let you know, I just can't get through that movie. You can give me drugs, you can give me weed, you can give me anything. A glass of water, some chips, the most enjoyable meal of the day. But you know what I can't do? I cannot get through Avatar. It is so boring. Oh my god, it's so pretty and blue. Oh my god, Pandora. I want to live in Pandora. It's not that cool you're 12 years old. Okay. Okay, cool. (laughs) Titanic was kind of good. I enjoyed it. I mean, of course they had to spin it into some kind of crazy little love story. And that's kind of cool because who doesn't like Leo DiCaprio, right? And who doesn't like naked Kate Winslet? Because come on, she's so hot. She was amazing. Who else? Morally Safer Journalists. No idea who that is. The late legendary journalist worked on 60 Minutes from 1970 until his death in May 2016. He started his journalism career working for various small papers in Canada. I mean... I have not heard of any of the things he's done. I've never heard that name before, but I'm also not very in tune with Canadian or generally pop culture, so... I guess that's my fail. I will be charitable today. And you can thank the Russian vodka for that. Thanks, Russians. Never thought I would thank you, but I am. Mm -mm -mm. And it's so fucking gross. Gordie Howe, which is what? Which is whom? Howe spent most of his long and storied hockey, oh, he's a hockey player not far from the Canadian border, playing for the Detroit Red Wings. (laughs) Lost interest. 17. (laughs) Tim Horton, athlete, whom the coffee shops all over Canada are also named after, which is no longer a Canadian-owned company. It is now owned by an American company. Wow. So Canada did this awful thing where they sold the Hudson's Bay Company to America, which is like a heritage Canadian company, by the way. Canada founded that company. But it's all about the dollars, okay? Dollars make people holla. Tim Horton started this coffee shop. It's all cute. It's all good. We have all these cool foundations and everything. The coffee was all right. It wasn't bad. It wasn't on par with Starbucks or anything. But it did the job, you know? It didn't taste like ground up cardboard put through a coffee filter that I am now subject to drink because I have no Starbucks near me and the closest place is a Tim Hortons and now that's what I have to deal with this morning. Thanks America. Sometimes you're great, sometimes you fuck shit up. And that is an instance where you fucked shit up. So I'm saying if tomorrow America came in and they wanted to change the recipe of maple syrup, I might have a problem. May want to start a revolt. Just saying, okay. Jason Jones and Samantha B. Comedians. Now I like them on the Daily Show when Jon Stewart was running shit. I didn't see too too much of Samantha B. at the time. More so Jason Jones, but yeah, I can give it to him. I kind of lost my admiration. I guess you can say for Samantha B. because she got super feminist and like. I hate to say uber-lefty, but when I say that, I think everybody understands the kind of associations that I'm making by saying that. So I'm not going to explain any further. However, um, she's funny, and I'll give it to them. That's cool I, that they're Canadian. Yay. Number 15. Mike Myers. What's the recipe for maple syrup? I don't know. Jews. Oh my God, Jews. <laughs> oh my God, Jews. Why have they been ruining my life this whole time? The reason that I am here and stuck and not able to move anywhere is because I'm being oppressed by all the Jewish forces in the media holding down everybody else and preventing me from moving forward. I mean, what is it? Is it because I'm a woman? Is it because I'm brown? I mean, I'm pretty sure these things play into it, but I can't say. All I know is they are the reason for all of my problems. Every single fucking one. And I blame the hat. It's, it's that hat and that that six-point star, and that fucking menorah, and Hanukkah, and, dude, it's called Christmas, okay? That's what we do in our culture. Christmas. Stop trying to be different. Stop trying to separate yourself. Just celebrate Christmas. Dreidels are also gay. It's called a dice. It's six-sided, you can use more than one, and they work way better than a goddamn dreidel. Okay? Okay, cool. So, number 15, Mike Myers. We all know who Mike Myers is, right? Number 15, okay. (laughs) I'll accept. He's pretty cool. I liked him in Austin Powers. I don't remember seeing him in anything else. Oh, wait. Wayne's World, right? I think I was way too young to appreciate that i honestly don't even remember that movie because why i don't even know if i was born by the time it had come out but i have i may have seen it i may have not i do not recall but hey it's there you know what i'm saying uh number 14 neil young musician i know of neil young my favorite song of his is called blue moon and uh he is a pretty influential musician from what i know I'm not one of these crazy music scholars who knows everything about people's albums and every name of every song and that kind of thing. I can recall things if I hear that shit sometimes, but at least I know the name, right? Number 13, Seth Rogen. All right. He's funny. He's fat. He's dewy. He has all that curly, gingery, browny hair. Cool. All right. Whatever. Number 12, are you ready? This is going to be one of my favorites because I'm kind of biased and I think he's super sexy, but Drake is number 12. Watch all the guys go nuts in the chat and be like, he's a fag, he's a fag, Drake's a fucking fag. No, sweetheart, you're a fag. He's successful, he makes way more money than you, and you just hate it because he writes words and he raps them well and he writes them with beats and you ain't shit, okay? Okay. Okay. Dan Aykroyd. Comedian. Yeah, I know about Dan Aykroyd. I've seen him in a couple movies, I think. I don't think he's alive anymore. And apparently he was on Saturday Night Live. Again, something that I just dabbled in. Uh Uh-oh. Again, something that I just dabbled in lightly here and there. I was never a long-term SNL watcher. So I didn't get to see very much of the the really good years. I mean, I caught some of the really well-known skits, but I never got to really indulge in any of it, really. And I'm kind of glad because I feel like if I had continued on with it, I probably would have been rather disappointed because we all know the way that media and everything is turning now. There's a very particular subject matter that everybody likes to touch on, and it just starts to get obnoxious. So if you like something initially... And then what you like gets morphed in the, into this fucking monster of a thing and it's eating itself and you're kind of watching it and you can kind of see everybody slipping and not liking it. You're just like, mm, I'm kind of glad I didn't get into that because now my the disappointment factor has lessened, you know? Investment factor low, disappointment factor low. Higher the investment, higher the risk of disappointment. You know what I'm saying? This is called a... Cost-benefit analysis. (laughs) You didn't think I'd know that, did you? (laughs) Margaret Atwood, writer. Don't know who this is. The Canadian novelist and poet is rightfully one of the most popular and highly praised writers in the world. Somebody help me out here. Does anybody know who Margaret Atwood is? Has anybody read anything by Margaret Atwood? Or have you ever heard uh, the name? Let's check in on the chat. Hey, Greek Neek, what's up? Credo, what is up? Hi, Jamie. We should tell Dan Aykroyd he's dead. Is he actually for real dead? Rip Brian Kellen. (laughs) Martin Short, number nine, comedian. I used to see Martin Short a way long time ago. Obviously, he is not as big of a deal anymore, but that's okay, that's okay. We'll leave him on the list. Amy live in the basement of a rock. Yes. If anybody isn't aware, my media, pop culture, movie career is incredibly poor. Any movie that you think I should have seen, I have not seen. Any musical artist you think I should know because they were big and they made such an impact in the musical, in the sphere of music... I probably don't know or have seldom heard of or barely have heard of any of their music. Um, I actually get a lot of suggestions from friends. That is how I keep up with music. And keeping up with music for me as just one example is music from 10 years ago that was popular. (laughs) Like I'm still running music on my Spotify that I listen to every day that's probably like at least 5 years old. Let me even read you my current my currently saved songs. Are you ready for this? This is going to be super embarrassing. I can't even believe I'm sharing it with you. It's like so embarrassing. Ready? Actually, I found these two songs at the mall today thanks to Shazam. If you don't have Shazam, it's the most helpful app ever. And why? It's because if you're at the mall and you hear a song or if you're out and you hear a song or if you're in your friend's car and you hear a song on the radio and you don't know what it is and they don't tell you, you just, look at this, look how easy, look how easy my life is right now. You go Shazam, you hit the button, let me move. And then it listens for you, and then it finds you the song, and then it gives you the option to find it on YouTube, open it up in Spotify, open it up in SoundCloud, or whatever other option that song is available on, and guess what? Now you never have to wonder when that song pops in your head on Monday morning, right when you get at work, and that melody is just playing and playing and playing and playing, and you're like, wow, I really want to hear that song. But I can't, and because I don't know what it's called, and because I don't remember the words, it's making me want to fucking kill myself. Ah! So, what do you do? You shazam it, okay? That's what you do. Anyways, back to me again, and back to my music list. Gwen Stefani, The Sweet Escape, which by the way, is a crazy song to listen to if you're high on mushrooms. Timber, Pitbull and Kesha, <laughs> Len, Steal My Sunshine, oh my god, <laughs> Fairy Corston and LEF, Fire, Metric, Help I'm Alive, to be fair, that Metric album is so fucking sick and if you haven't heard it and if you haven't heard her voice and if you don't feel stuff when you listen to her, you might be dead inside, my nigga. you might be dead inside. Virtual Insanity by Jamiroquai. Artie, Braver Love. That's some European EDM shit, okay? Incubus, Megalomaniac. Wish you were here, Incubus. Wiz Khalifa, star of the show. No doubt, don't speak. Anita, Banana. Although I think that's, young, that's younger. I think that's newer, I should say. Um, I've been going on and on. Can't understand how I last so long about Coleman Hughes, which is that very astute gentleman who had a conversation with Sam Harris. And uh, he's actually a rapper, and he produces music. And he's he's so unique and different. And he's a lot of fun, great lyrics, adorable. Adorbs. He blew Drake out of the water for me, so if that doesn't tell you something, then you don't fucking know me at all, bitch. You don't even know me. Art is Hard by Cursive. Actually, I think somebody... I think that might have been Dan, right? Did you recommend that to me, Dan? I think you did. Check this shit out, Lil John Coolo. <laughs> you remember that shit? Na 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 <laughs> Um, "Feel So Good" by Mace. That's a gangster track. That's a top down. Joint in the mouth, driving down the street, cruising down the street in my six foe with that song on. Feels so good. Get Your Freak On by Missy Elliott. <laughs> six Foot, Seven Foot by Lil Wayne. Outcast, Roses. Cypress Hill, Insane in the Brain. Missy Elliott, Lose Control. Cause music make you lose control. Music make you lose control. Right? Okay, cool. Credence Clearwater Revival, Up Around the Bend. Kendrick Lamar, DNA, which is a fucking sick track, by the way. Not a big fan of Kendrick the Person, but as an artist, yeah. Maestro, stick to your vision, keep your composition. All right, that's good advice. The Lines Begin to Blur by Nine Inch Nails. So the whole With Teeth album is here. Sunspots, With Teeth, Every Day is Exactly the Same. Beastie Boys, Intergalactic. You know I'm cool as shit, dog. Don't even fight it. Millencolin, Colin, No Cigar. Spashing Pumpkins, 1979. Nirvana, Smells Like Teen Spirit. So what I'll do sometimes is I'll throw my music playlist on shuffle. And if something plays through the playlist that's way below on the list and I want to hear it more often... I'll unlike and like it again so it moves to the top of the list. So, this is legit what I'm listening to right now, okay? We got A Perfect Circle. We got Zoo and Nero, Dreams. We got Gasafelstein, Destinations, which nobody probably knows, but it's really, it's a really deep, dirty, dark, underground basement song, okay? Picture a rave you're not supposed to know about in a basement. So we have this really creepy-ass club in Vancouver downtown. It's called Gorgamesh. And it's like an underground rave club. And this is where you do all your drugs. You'll go into this dingy basement. It's all steamy and shit. People are hot. Everybody's just so fucked out of their brain. They're dancing and stuff. People are probably fucking on that dance floor. That's the kind of music that I was having a phase with. It's just like really deep, bassy, weird kind of, normal people don't listen to this stuff. Only deranged psycho people listen to this stuff. And they have like a, you get a weird kind of sexual undertone from it. It's hot. You wouldn't understand. You ain't know my game. You know what I'm saying? You don't know my game, big boy. You don't know it. I beat you at your game. My music is better. Mm-hmm. All right, get this. <laughs> Youth of the Nation, POD. I'm a little embarrassed that I admitted that. Uh, Kings of Leon, Sex on Fire. Jet, are you gonna be my girl? Tell me, are you? A Wall Nation, Sail. That's an old one. I gotta tell you, I think that's the only song by A Wall Nation that I fucking know. Mmm. What's happening in the chat? Basement songs for basement people. Absolutely, that's how it goes that's how it goes that's that's how it goes uprising by muse the diary of jane by breaking benjamin oh my god that is so pathetic that is some emo shit that is the most emo shit ever okay okay seven nation army the white stripes chop suey by system of a down you ain't even gonna tell me that i'm not cool listening to system of a down no you're not Mm, no one knows queens of the stone age yo that's a great song to listen to in the shower oh what'd you do to me no one knows My air guitar's on point, right? (laughs) Give me a real one. I don't know what to do. Okay. Mm -mm 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 -mm. Woest by Hardwell. Because I like some of that EDM shit, too. Let's see. Notorious B.I.G. Get money. Fuck bitches. Get money. Fuck bitches. You know it. Easy E. Give me that nut. If that's not the dirtiest, most disgusting song you've ever heard. That is some degenerate shit. We like the degeneracy. <laughs> Can I bring your attention how cute this looks right here? Welcome to the Waking Up Thoughtcast After Hours. That is Canada Day. We are getting drunk on vodka. I ate some... Indian food today, and I am feeling rather spicy. How about you? Hmm? Get on my level. Y'all boring and shit. I'm not even paying attention to you. I'm entertaining myself. Pissifier, Queen Bee. The Marvel, this is so boring. Why am I telling you about all my songs? Because I want to. If you don't want to be here, don't fucking listen, bro. Summertime Magic. Reflection, Alice Dream. I have songs from a very special artist in here. There's a song that I love called Under the, and it's one of my favorites. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Mixed Signals by Rez and Jamie's theme songs. Any songs about Coke are for Jay Turner. That's it. If you hear any songs, that remind you of cocaine usage, you better be sending those to Jay. Because over the years, my plan is to build Jay Turner the most perfect cocaine music playlist. And they're all going to be about, I like coke. Okay? I do coke. So I can work longer. So I can earn more. So I can do more coke. Okay? Okay. Arctic Monkeys, Do I Want to Know? Let me take a minute to talk about this song. Because certain songs make you feel a certain something. And this certain song makes you, makes you feel like you just need to fuck this person you've been wanting to fuck for so long. You're apprehensive. You don't know if they want you. Do they want you? Do they not want you? I want to know. Do you think of calling when you've had a few, cause I do. It's so good. The pace is perfect, the guitar, it's just slow. It's like anticipatory. The whole song makes you anticipate and at the end you're like, dude, did you bang her? Please tell me, please tell me. You just never know. It's like a cliffhanger song. Come on, cause you know the nights were made for mainly saying things that you can't say tomorrow day, okay? That's why. Crawling back to you. Ever think of calling when you've had a few? Because I always do. Baby, I'm too busy being yours to fall for somebody new. (laughs) Spice up your sex life and add that song to it. That's my suggestion, okay? (laughs) Let's see. (sighs) okay anyways let's get back to this list i think i've talked enough about my music playlist Mm -mm 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 -mm. there's a lot of great songs by Queens. hey what's up hardcore gentlemen i haven't seen you since my last comment that you left me and i always like seeing you around pardon me Sorry about that, gentlemen and ladies, if there are any out there. <laughs> I had a widow burp. I had to cover my mouth. That's what you're supposed to do, you know? You have manners. Isn't it so fucking gross when people are streaming? And hey, we all do human stuff. We burp, we whatever, right? But it always grosses me out when people just let that shit out. Dude, you're streaming. Have a little bit of decorum when you're broadcasting to like three people even god fucking gross Mm -mm -mm -mm. it's Canada Day and look what's out the cleave came out for Canada Day this is Canada Day cleave okay hey did you know it's Canada Day (laughs) Oh, oh my god Amy you're such a thought No, actually, I'm fucking adorable and I have nice tits. Let's just get over it and move on and enjoy the show, shall we? I read Martin Short. That was number nine. Number eight? (laughs) They think that Justin Trudeau deserves to be at number eight. I mean... (laughs) Dude, why is he on this list at all? What is cool about him? Let's see what they say. Trudeau... The son of the great Canadian Prime Minister, Pierre Trudeau. And there it is. Do I need to read any further? No, but I will because I need to know. <laughs> Has become an international star during his brief time in office. You know why? It's because bitches think he's hot and I just don't see it. Let me see. Copy image address. Can we just look at these? Look at that picture. And tell me. What about this man? Is earns him the right to be on the coolest canadians list listen we have few and far between you should not be wasting space on someone like justin trudeau i vehemently disagree with this so badly Hey, guys, the first thing to mention about Justin Trudeau is Pierre Elliott Trudeau, who is actually an excellent politician and a very well-known Canadian prime minister. He fathered this man. I'm pretty sure Fidel Castro fathered this man, because if you look at him and you look at Castro, boy, they look the same, don't they? He looks way more like Castro than he does Pierre. But that's a story for another time. It's none of my biz. It's none of my biz. He's admired for both his charming personality and his progressive beliefs. His neighbors to the South admire him a great deal, too. Who wrote this bullshit article? I'm pretty sure Trump would just flick this guy off a table if he had the ability to do so and didn't have to be diplomatic, even though he really hasn't been. But you know what I'm saying? Who wouldn't? This guy is like a pin or twerp. Oh my God, I just want to include everybody and like, let's fly everybody in and let's just, let's just take care of everybody. Oh, our homeless? Oh, the people here? Oh, women's rights? No, 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 no. Muslims are very peaceful, peaceful people it's okay everything is okay everything is okay because I say it's okay right look at my face it's so pretty ha 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 I'm a liberal that's a good thing right (laughs) that's what I think of him that's what I think of Justin Trudeau Justin false though oh look at that and his dad is number seven Pierre Trudeau politician Justin wasn't the first Trudeau to cause worldwide mania. I mean, yeah, obviously. His father, Pierre, who served as Prime Minister of Canada between 1968 through 79 and then again between 80 and 84, is consistently ranked as one of the best leaders in the country's history. And this is true. Number six, Chris Hadfield, who is so fucking cool, Canadian astronaut Hung out on the International Space Station. Did a cover. I think it was of the Bowie song, right? Um, what is that song? S- space. God damn it! I gotta find it now. Let me find it for ya. Eat my keyboard, bitch. Space Oddity. That's the one. He did a great cover of this song while he was in the. Oh, it's so cute. While he was in the International Space Station and also just a super nice guy. He did a great Hey Robert White, good morning from Canada. Happy London time. <laughs> oh my god. 9, it's 9:48 here. So, if you're 8 hours ahead, that means we're at 5:48 in London. Am I correct? Is my math serving me correctly? How's my math? How's my math? How's my math, babes? Tell me how's my how's my math is? How's my math is? How's my how's my math is? All right. Chris Hadfield is one of the most popular astronauts in the world and an incredibly entertaining public figure. He was on Joe Rogan for a very short episode. I think it was only about an hour and a bit long, but he's a very sweet man and I'm so 100% for Chris Hadfield. Okay, let me just adjust this shit. (sighs) Lorne Michaels, producer. The man who has called New York home for so many years can never escape his roots. Michaels created Saturday Night Live. So Saturday Night Live was created by a Canadian? America takes claim for so much shit just because people move there. And then you realize, hmm. So a lot of the people who created funny shit are Canadian. And SNL is one of the biggest fucking things ever. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. We're a bunch of pussies over here, right? The rest of us are the cool people. Not so much. I'm stuck here. What I need to do is I need to get rich and famous and I need to move to America. I want to go to New York. No, I don't want to go to New York. Fuck that shit. Number four, Terry Fox. So Terry Fox is this legendary athlete. We have Terry Fox Day here. He's this guy who who was diagnosed with cancer. He had to have his right leg amputated. And he did this huge marathon. Let me see. He played wheelchair basketball and won multiple championships. In 1980, he ran across Canada to raise money for cancer research. He made it from St. John's to Thunder Bay, Ontario, which is quite a distance for a guy with a fake leg. What the fuck have we done today? Dude. These people who used to exist, who actually used to do tough shit, who with an amputated leg will run or walk thousands of kilometers, and we're like, ugh, I gotta go to work today. We are so bitch made. It's so sad. Let me complain about how it's hard to get in and out of my car because I'm such a fat fuck. I can't stop eating. I've gained 30 pounds and now my back hurts because because it has to support the rest of the fat on my fucking body that I've forsaken. Because Twinkies are a thing. McDonald's are a thing. Meanwhile, niggas be running across Canada and shit with amputated legs and having cancer. We suck. God. Sometimes I big up myself and I'm like, oh my god, Amy, you're so great. You know how much you've accomplished? You know how much you've done in your life? You know how far you've gotten for how much shit you've been through? And then I'm like, I didn't have cancer. I didn't do anything amazing, okay? Like, <laughs> I did nothing phenomenal. And I'm sitting here trying to be like, oh, you did so good. You're so awesome. <laughs> no, <laughs> I ain't shit. And I know it. But I guess you got to take the little victories, right? Number three, Alexander Graham Bell. This one's weird because he's Scottish-born and he invented the telephone. I'm not sure why Canada is taking claim to this guy. Sorry, dude. He's Scottish-born. I don't care if he moved to Canada after. He was born in Scotland. Okay? Okay. Okay. Cool. Number two, everybody knows who this is. Everybody knows who Celine Dion is. And you can't deny the talent, the stage presence, the years of legacy she's leaving behind as an artist, as a musician, with that powerful voice that she has. There's nothing more to say. She's lovely and she's beautiful and that's it. The lady is like so old and she looks fucking fantastic. None of us are going to look like that at 60. 60. You know what I mean? None of us are going to look like that. And I don't know how much work she's had done or if she's even had work done or if she just does a lot of yoga and drinks a lot of water. That's probably it, actually, and exercises a lot and sings like a motherfucker. She good. Number one, before I even mention this person, I'd like anybody to venture a guess as to who they think the number one Canadian on this list is. I'm going to give it a few minutes and let's interact. Let's see what's going on with you guys. Let's see. What are you guys talking about in the chat? I just want you to know that if you're here today, you are a fun person. This is a chat for fun people and only the cool people here are here. Oh, there's definitely some creepers. I know you out there, creepy boys. I know you out there. I know you are. Hi. I hope you're having a great Canada day, sweethearts. (laughs) Come on, give me the name of who you think the number one Canadian is. Hello, Chris, I see you. (laughs) I'm being fucking disgusting and chewing gum like a fucking animal, too. So professional hey there, Mark. Mark's like, wow, Amy, it looks so professional. Meanwhile, I'm over here being an asshole, chewing my gum, and also drinking vodka at the same time. (laughs) Can you even? Girl, can you even? All right, Trailer Park Boys is not the number one guy. Which one? Bubbles? What trailer park boy are we talking about? Because all those guys aren't Canadian, right? All those guys aren't Canadian. Am I right? Am I right? I'm going to take a moment to brag about this. This fucking silky ass hair I got going on. You don't even know. You do not even know. Come on. I need more guesses. See, this is how little people know about Canada. (laughs) Cameron... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Terrence and Philip, <laughs> technically American. And you know why? Because the creators, the creators of South Park are not Canadian. <laughs> but that would have been amazing if it was that. Okay, I'll give you a hint. It's obviously a hockey player. Do you need any further hints? Need you any further hints? Need you any further hints? Hockey player. It's a hockey player. You know it's going to be a hockey player. Who the hell else would it be? This is Canada. There you go. Lance got it. Wayne Gretzky. Whom I totally forgot about. Which, by the way, he has his own wine company now. Guess what it's fucking called. You're never going to believe it. And it it's like, Canadian dad joke, number one. The upper echelon of all Canadian dad jokes. Wine Gretzky. <laughs> I bet you didn't guess that. <laughs> hey, I'm going to have some Wine Gretzky over for dinner. You want to come? I guess people freak out and be like, oh my God, a Wine Gretzky. <laughs> no. mm if you didn't get guess Wayne Gretzky you obviously um have space in your brain for better things and you know what that is a-okay all right we will let that go yeah it is the perfect name for wine but it's also just the upper echelon of dad jokes the upper echelon of dad jokes for sure Let me read another article, Canada-related, okay? Let's see what's happening here. Canada Day celebration. Did I fucking close that shit? I think I did. Juan Gretzky. (laughs) No, here it is. On Canada Day, Trump says relationship, one of the most important, vows to maintain it. Oh, is that so? Hey, Ben. Hi, I see ya. I see ya, I see ya. All you bitches are hanging out in here and not a single super chat. Remember how people were like, oh my god, Amy, you're e-bagging. No, I wasn't. Now I am. Where's my coffee? You gonna get me one? You're gonna come here and you're gonna come hang out and you're not even gonna throw a girl some dollars? Oh my god, you guys though. Let's see. Americans view the bilateral relationship with Canada as one of the most important relationships and will work to maintain it according to US President Donald Trump. In a statement congratulating his neighbors to the north on the occasion of Canada Day, Trump offered his best wishes for your nation's best wishes for your nation's bright future. Since its founding, oh crap. Dollar dollar bills y'all. Since its founding, Canada has represented a powerful, positive force in the world. Trump's statement read, Our people share many strong bonds, including a common history, close cultural, economic, and familial ties, and a deep sense of duty to promote peace and prosperity in the world. The diplomatic nod was sent on Sunday to Governor General Julie Payette alongside warm remarks from U.S. Secretary of State Mike Pompeo and outgoing U.S. Ambassador to Canada Kelly Kraft. Pompeo said that the United States is proud to partner with Canada when it comes to promoting democracy, human rights, and respect for the rule of law globally. Oh, shit. Look at you. Dollar, dollar bills, y'all! You know what makes me happy? Money. (laughs) We join with our Canadian friends and neighbors to celebrate the 152nd anniversary of Confederation, Pompeo said. Similarly, Kraft cited the renegotiated but yet to be ratified NAFTA deal. Oh, yeah, there's a debauchery there, isn't there? And the Canada US pledge to partner on the Lunar Gateway program as high points between the two nations over the last year. I'm very optimistic that the coming year will bring our countries even closer, Kraft said. Americans are so fortunate to have neighbors like you. Is that really the nature of the relationship? Are Americans lucky to have Canadians as their hat, or are Canadians lucky? To have Americans as their pants. Largest military in the world. Hmm. Ain't nobody fucking with us. Because if they be fucking with us, they'd be fucking with America. And America has the largest army in the world. Hmm. This seems like such a difficult equation. I need a few minutes to think about this. Let's see. Who is this partnership more advantageous for? Hmm. This is so hard, I think I'm gonna need to give up on it. I need to give up, you know what I'm saying? I need to give up. (laughs) I need to give up. So my personal opinion on Canadians, because someone said Canadians are cool and sexy. I mean, I find it hard pressed to find many people that I think of that way. I've gotta be honest with you. Uh I mean I'm a pretty fucking cool Canadian but that's cuz I'm barely Canadian, you know what I mean? I'm more I'm more American. I grew up in America. I was in America every weekend. That's where my parents took me. That's where we went shopping. My parents were always into American politics. My stepdad was always interested in American politics. You know why? Cuz nothing's going on in Canada really. You know, it's not as haughty and it's not as charged as watching I don't know the largest global superpower I mean who's going to be more interesting Canada or America easy answer my friends it's so weird I'm sitting here like yeah America and it's Canada day (laughs) that's what I do that's what I do I'm just a I'm a poser I'm a big American wannabe how do you not be? I grew up there. I think my culture and the way that I behave is mostly adapted from America, you know? I mean, I talk like such a valley girl. Such a valley girl. People in Canada do not talk like this, okay? They just don't. Any of my black fla- black flavor? All that ratchet shit that I'm talking? Where do you think that comes from? You think there's Canadians here that talk like that? No. It's American rap artists, okay? so i'm way more influenced by american culture and and everything south of the border than i am canadian i have a few idiosyncrasies that are clearly canadian like sometimes i slip and i say a boot and i say house sometimes <laughs> house <laughs> which is super embarrassing and, um, yeah, you know how we do it. So, since I think I've exhausted this, actually, one one person that was not mentioned in this list, by the way, who is, to me, the most important Canadian you will ever, ever, ever know, one of the most important Canadian names, is Steven Pinker. Now, Steven Pinker is a cognitive psychologist. He, I believe, is now at Harvard, um, but he originated here. And um, he has been one of the most influential intellectuals in my study of cognition the brain all these things I've read like three of his books and if you know anything about him they're very challenging difficult and very heavy on the information and um I've watched a lot of his talks very reasonable very excellent guy and uh of course another person that America is going to take claim of because he's a professor at Harvard but whatever he was ours first I love him and uh he is one of those voices of reason that are super important to me and have influenced me. So I'm going to appreciate him. That's my number one is Stephen Pinker. Steven Pinker is my love. I love that curly ass fucking silver fro he's got going on. I think it's cool as fuck. He has a very kind smile, very bright, striking blue eyes, which are my favorite. And, uh, you know, you gonna do you gonna hate no you're not because he's fucking smarter than you and you don't like that either not my problem dog not my problem i think that's it i don't know of any other oh i don't think any other um person comes to mind for me looks like there was a canada day shooting that critically injured a male oh awesome where was this hopefully not here in surrey no it was in toronto of course it was uh, of course it was. Mm-hmm. Let's see. World news. What's happening? It's all going to be about Trump. Iran's nuclear stockpile breaches limit, UN agency says. I mean, are you surprised? Shouldn't be. US loosening Huawei ban, but company remains on blacklist. <laughs> uh. Donations pour in for captain of migrant rescue ship that struck police boat. Germany and Italy face off in row over arrest of migrant ship captain. What the fuck is going on? So I don't know about you guys, but since 2017, I probably haven't paid any attention to any of the stuff that's happened in Germany or any of this migrant shit because I just felt like it's a problem that's going to persist and that's just something they're going to now have to deal with and I don't know what's happening. But... Let's see. Germany and Italy faced off in a diplomatic row on Monday over the arrest of the captain of a volunteer migrant rescue ship. As Carola Raquette appeared before an Italian court on charges of landing without permission and endangering a police vessel, Germany demanded her immediate release. In our view, the judicial process can only end in Corolla Raquette's release. Riquet? Reckett. Heiko Maas, the German foreign minister, said, I will again make this clear to Italy. Those who save, <coughs> pardon me, those who save human life cannot be criminals. I'm getting really, 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 really sick and tired of this reasoning, okay? You can't hide behind the shield of saving human lives that we do not have room for and cannot accommodate. This is what's happening with a lot of immigration kind of stuff, right? Like, let's get behind the kids, let's get behind the sad stories, let's get behind the how how difficult these people's lives are, <laughs> Bleed your heart somewhere else, okay? Not into the country where we have problems to deal with and we're trying to deal with already all the people that are here that we're having an issue accommodating. It's so unfair that one side gets to be unreasonable and blame their unreason on, oh, well, feels, it's not nice. I'm saving people's lives. I'm virtuous. You shouldn't be giving me shit. You shouldn't be arresting me. I'm doing, I'm a force for good in the world. No, you're a force for good for you, bro. You're not a force for good for the world because a force for the good of the world entails doing difficult things that sometimes means leaving people behind. And that is a really destructive and unfortunate thing about how reality works. Sometimes things suck. Sometimes things get whatever. And it's not up to everybody else to fix everybody else's problems, especially when everybody else is contributing to a system that they expect to take care of them. Now, I know I sound kind of hardline on this, but I almost want to be a little bit hardline against the idea of just giving in to the empathetic side of the argument all the time because I don't think it's advantageous in the long run. You know, I'm just wanting to look out for what's better in the long term. And let's be real, this shit is not cool long-term. This is difficult. This is challenging. This is a problem we're going to be facing for a number of years to come, and it's going to get more and more difficult as our connectivity increases and our networks connect more and more with this internet stuff. It's going to get crazy. You think it's bad now, it's going to get worse. Trust me. It's the clairvoyant. I got this shit, okay? I am your crystal ball on the Waking Up Thoughtcast after hours with a little bit of liquor in my system all right we asked the german president to take care of what is happening in germany and perhaps to invite his fellow citizens to avoid breaking italian laws matteo salvini the italian interior minister countered on twitter wow captain Riquette was arrested at the weekend after defying italian authorities and docking with 40 migrants on board see this is unfair how come this guy is able to just come to some other country and be like yo life sucks for these people we gotta take them and it's like yo you're not even from this fucking country why don't you take them to germany or wherever mother trucker the 31 year old german national is expected to be freed after prosecutors told the court yesterday they will not press for a jail sentence but are seeking only her expulsion from italy earlier the german government suggested it could call on the eu to intervene in the case the Sea-Watch captain was in Dire Straits, so I expect Brussels to send a clear message and call for her immediate release. Captain Marquette was in command of Sea-Watch 3, a volunteer ship carrying 40 migrants rescued from drowning while attempting to cross the Mediterranean. The Italian government refused the migrants' permission to enter and ordered the vessel not to dock. Now, Italy here is going to look like a big bunch of assholes because they said no. Right? When you get into a situation where you're, where you have to say yes or no, I mean, where do you draw the line here? What's the answer? Somebody, please, somebody, please give me some input. There you go. Exactly, Cam. Save people from drowning, but that's not what she did. She picked them up at Libya and, fu- and ferried them to Italy. Right. That's, that's kind of exactly my point here. And um, to, to just use the excuse of, when, when, how can you fucking detain me? How can you do this to me? Like, I'm saving lives. It's like, I have one word for you. laws. Remember? You know those things? The things that keep everything in order? The reason we're not getting shot up and killed every day? Remember? Remember that cute little word? Loss. <laughs> Lies. laws. There's rules. And the reason societies and countries work and have worked so far is because most people follow them. You know? Just saying. Just saying. <sighs> Oops. Sorry, I'm getting distracted by a paper clip. By a paper clip. <coughs> <clears throat> Captain Raquette claimed the t- deteriorating situation on board after two weeks at sea left her no choice but to land for the safety of her passengers. Prosecutors alleged she endangered the lives of five police officers when she steered into their vessel as it attempted to block her from entering port. The German charity Sea Watch accused Italian police of causing the accident. Mr Salvini made a great play of Captain Ricketts' arrest at the weekend tweeting. Outlaw captain arrested, pirate ship seized, maximum fine for the foreign NGO migrants. Oops, migrants sent to other European countries, mission accomplished. But the case has rapidly snowballed into a full-blown diplomatic incident and Italy has found itself isolated. I'm sorry we arrived at the situation because the Italian government made the choice of creating hysteria on very painful topics, a spokesman for the French government said. More than one... I don't even know what their money is called, but more than one million-something has been raised in Italy and Germany to pay for the cost of Captain Raquette's defense. I feel like I should be a little bit grossed out here. Just a little bit. I I mean, I understand the arguments here. I understand these things are difficult. I understand it's challenging. I just don't know what people are expecting everybody else to do. I mean, can we ask if this was happening to us? Yeah, euros. Thanks, Jay. I'm so retarded. <laughs> yes, I am such a dum-dum too. Okay, this is this is how much of a... All I need to know are dollars. I know Chinese dollars are called <gasps> yuan's though. That's how it's pronounced, too. U-N. Can you get me a 61, please? Get your pretty nail. (laughs) Oh, yeah. All right, so I'm going to switch it up and use a totally different article now that I saved. Nope, that's not what I wanted. And we're going to now read this. I'm so sorry. I know it's a little embarrassing. I don't know all the symbols, and I should have known Euros. I talk to people from there all the time. I'm just incredibly ignorant. Hey, Tom Leach, what's up? You like my set? You guys like the the nice, sexy brick wall in the back and this cute little neon graphic right here? Look at that. Oh, yeah, look at the heart. Ah, it's so girly and so cute and so me. You fucking know it, dog. Alright, so we can close that. We can close that. I have open on my my phone the, the website for the weed store because, by the way, it's legal here and I can order weed from the man now. So you should definitely be jealous. Alright. So there was this really funny article that... Well, to me, this is really funny. Okay? But just because it's so... And I don't understand how this is a a shock to anybody. And it's something that I always say, look, if you want something, you got to say you want it. If you want somebody to give you what you want, you need to be able to articulate what you want. And if you want to make improvements together, you need to be able to communicate together, whatever the topic is. This in particular is the most obvious thing in the world. And it's funny to me that an article even needs to be written about it, but I want to talk about it because why not? Couples who communicate more about sex tend to have better sex, Teddy finds. (laughs) No way! You're so kidding me. There appears to be an important link between talking about sex and having good sex, especially for women. Very true. First of all, the just talking about sex is fun. It's naughty, naughty. Oh, so naughty. Talk to me about your dick. Right? if you're going to talk about this stuff, it's going to make it more exciting and make it more fun. And you're going to be anticipating the things you're going to do or could do or all this kind of stuff, right? According to a new study in the Journal of Sex Research, couples who communicate more tend to have a better sex. Whoa, listen to this poor grammar. Couples who communicate more tend to have a better sex lives. Additional words. One line of my research focuses on couples' sexual communication and its benefits for romantic relationships. In reviewing the literature, I recognized that sexual communication is often discussed in papers that focus on sexual functioning, but there had not been a review about how strongly sexual communication was related to sexual function, said study author Alan B. Mallory of the University of Texas at Austin. How much do I trust somebody from Austin, though? You already know the answer, Dan. (laughs) My co authors, who are experts in the sexual function field, had also noticed a lack of studies examining dyadic factors. Wait, whoa, what? Noticed the lack of studies examining dyadic factors in research on sexual function. We decided to join our interest to embark on this research project. Is this long? The researcher conducted a meta-analysis of 48 previous studies that included measures of couple's sexual communication and various aspects of sexual functioning, such as desire, arousal, erection, lubrication, orgasm, and pain. The studies included 12,145 participants in total. Talking with a partner about sexual concerns seems to be associated with better sexual function. This relationship was most consistent for orgasm function and overall sexual function and uniquely related to women's sexual desire. This is so true. If you can't talk to your partner about sex, it just starts getting awkward and then you feel like you can't even talk to them and you feel like you can't say what you want and then you have sex and then they're just doing whatever to you and you're like... (laughs) Yeah, I guess that's good. And you could just be like, hey, can you do this? Or no, not like that. Let me just tell you. How about we have a conversation? Why don't I explain to you in detail how to lick this, you know what? You know? Let me give you in detail how I like you to slob on my knob like corn on the cob. What a fun conversation. Who better to have that conversation with than your partner? Please tell me exactly how you like your ding dong, ding dong. <laughs> talking with a partner blah 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 okay that is for both men and women talking about sex with their partners was associated with better orgasm and greater overall sexual well-being for women specifically sexual communication with a partner was related to increased sexual desire i can substantiate that the link between communication and sexual functioning was also stronger in studies where the participants were married See, that's how you keep marriages alive. You talk about that stuff. But the study, like all research, includes some limitations. The first caveat is that many of these effects were small. This suggests that while sexual communication is important for some domains of sexual function, it is part of a larger combination of factors that facilitate sexual health, Mallory explained. The second caveat is that the relationships demonstrated in the paper are correlations, so the direction of causality is unclear. Though sexual communication may cause greater sexual function, it is also possible that people who are more sexually functional have better communication with their partner. Or if people who are just good at communication in general are going to be more sexually functional because they can communicate what they want and get what they want and therefore contribute to an excellent, healthy sex life. (laughs) That last part was me. Just want you to know. Last, although our study establishes that there are generally consistent positive correlations between sexual communication and better sexual function, our study does not elaborate on why the two are related. So basically, let's just go back to the original point and suggest that the more you talk about sex with your partner, and the more that you discuss the things that you want or what have you, the better your sex life is going to be. Which just seems quite common sense to me, but hey much more research is needed to address the ways in which couple-level factors like sexual communication help or hinder sexual function. We hope that our study... (coughs) Pardon me. ...will be a starting point for researchers interested in exploring this area. I mean... I get so tricked by headlines because I'm like, oh my god, they discovered something new, or oh my god, there's going to be more in here, oh my god, they're citing studies, and it's like, actually, let us tell you the whole thing, this is what we think, and these studies kind of substantiate what we're saying, but it's not a causation thing, it's more a correlation thing, even though we initially started off saying strongly that it is kind of a causation thing, and it's like, That article needed to be one line We've looked at a bunch of studies And if you talk to your partner, sex is just going to be better You know what I'm saying? Okay, cool, thank you Dollar dollar bills, y'all Dollar dollar bills, y'all That's what you gotta do You gotta start talking about sex And then everybody's like, oh shit, let me donate (laughs) one dollar Okay Thank you I just want you to know that YouTube is going to take $0.60 cents of that, so I appreciate your 40 <laughs> What else is going on here? Let's see what else is happening. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Have I been talking for long enough yet? Can I go? I don't want to hang out anymore. I don't want to hang out with you. I'm bored. <laughs> Mm -mm 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 -mm. I see Brexit, I'm running away. I'm not interested in Brexit. Brexit can suck my ass. October's gonna come, and October's gonna go, and there's gonna be no deal, and we're gonna be like, told you so. Mm -mm -mm -mm. Man found dead in London Garden, believed to have fallen from plane. What? What? Oh, that looks interesting. Somebody died in a crazy-ass way. Jamie, have a good day at work. Lots of love. Okay. London, a stowaway fell from the undercarriage of a jet. Whoa. As it approached Heathrow Airport after a nine-hour flight from Nairobi. Imagine my fucking shock, yo. Dollar-dollar bills, y'all. There's no more sex talk. If you guys have sex questions, we can. I can play a question and answer game with you. Maybe. But if your questions ain't good, I ain't gonna answer them. Because there isn't really much else here about that stuff. Although, it is kind of interesting, isn't it? Let's see. Let's see. Let's just look at stuff. I'm gonna start looking at porn. You know what I mean? Um do I believe news just straight up? I mean, I don't see why anybody would lie about somebody falling out of a plane. Um, I don't generally take anything too seriously with the news, especially because there's so, so much opinion, and so people lather a lot of their own shit into the news, so I'm I'm pretty careful about how serious I take it, but at face value, I'm going to read the news story as is, and I'm going to react as if it is real because that's the fun of the exercise, Okay. Mm -mm Aw, thanks, Benny. You sweet. Um, I am not in London. I am in Canada. That's why I'm celebrating Canada Day, you know? The Metropolitan Police Force said the body of an unidentified man was found in a residential garden in South London's Clapham area on Sunday, and it's believed he fell from a plane. He has not yet been identified. Police said a post-mortem would be held to determine the cause of death. Kenya Airways said police traced the body to its Nairobi-London flight. A bag, water, and food were discovered in the plane's landing gear compartment after it landed. The airline called the death unfortunate and said it was cooperating with British and Kenyan authorities. Stowing away in a plane's undercarriage is exceptionally dangerous. Here's the deal. If that's the kind of shit you're going to try and pull, and then you're going to fall out of a fucking plane, guess what, bitch? I don't feel that bad for you, okay? You are probably going to die anyway. Listen to what they just said. It's dangerous. End of fucking story. Next. Oh yeah, let's see. I was looking up some stuff, wasn't I? Oh my god, you know what will be so much fucking fun, guys. One of these days I'm gonna find like two or three of those these like sex stories that people write and we're gonna read them. But I gotta read them first because I they gotta be salacious and juicy and raunchy. But I'm sure that I'm on Reddit I've saved a couple of interesting stories of peoples and they're nuts. Let's see what I got. Let's see what I got, got, let's see what I got. I'm going to give you all the news. It's going to be hot. Where are you? Saved. Why are you smacking? What's happening? Who's smacking? Before you celebrate Canada Day, do you have to acknowledge the rights of the indigenous landowners, owners? Guess what? I'm not going to. Because it's not their conch, all right? Mm -mm 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 -mm. Mm -mm 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 -mm. Oh my goodness, while I'm looking for things, I should have things planned, but this is what happens when you drink. When you drink, you do dumb shit, and you forget That you gotta run a show, and you should have some things prepared (laughs) You're You're a silly bitch You're a silly bitch You're a silly bitch Shall we? You know what? Let's end with something positive, because I want to finish the rest of my drink, and I want to go chill with people that I like a lot more. So, anyways, here you go. Dear drunk guy who approached me while I was crying in front of a bar, thank you for offering me a bite of your burrito. The way you looked at me and then it, as though it was a prized family heirloom, before sincerely and confidently presenting it to me, was honestly one of the most genuine interactions I've had in Sydney and possibly my whole life. I was crying because someone had put LSD in my beer, and it was taking me for the strangest non-consensual drug ride of my life. I knew it was acid, because when I asked my boyfriend, who had shared my beer with me, how he felt, he said... My only purpose in this realm is to be as undefined as possible. Anyway, this was in November of last year in Bondi Beach. I hope you see this and know my boyfriend and I couldn't stop laughing about our interaction for the next few days. Okay, so that's a really sweet story. I like how she described how he was like, he looked at his burrito, and then he looked at her, and then he looked at his burrito, and then he gave it to her because she was so fucked up on LSD and freaking out. And that's super sweet because I went earlier today to visit my friend and we were outside for a smoke and they have a couple of people that he talks to that all come out and smoke in the same area. And, I mean, I don't know any of his neighbors because in an apartment complex or, or condominium, you don't often see your neighbors very much. So they came out and um, they <laughs> they were we were all talking and one thing that came up is like, I don't actually know very many of the neighbors here. We don't know very many of the people around here. The only reason we know each other is because we come out and smoke. So to hear a story where someone is just being nice and actually talking to someone they don't know and offering love like that is touching to me. I appreciate that. I mean, even I don't know my neighbors and I have no reason to talk to them and I don't even understand why. It's like, why don't I know anybody who lives around me? And you're supposed to feel safe in your neighborhood, right? Like, what are you talking about? How can you feel safe when you don't even put effort into knowing the people who live, like, right next door to you? I don't even know the people who live next door to me. The people upstairs, yes, but they have tenants downstairs, and I don't know them. Never even seen them. I've heard them, which is so creepy. Never seen them, though. I kind of want to do another one, so let's see if I can find another that I saved. hmm mm. <coughs> Mm, 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 mm. Best drug to have sex on is MDMA for sure. Um, everything feels amazing on MDMA, anyways. Like the wind could blow just slightly, and it feels like every pore on your skin is having an orgasm. You know, and it's like, you know that feeling you get when you listen to music and you get the tingles up your spine and and like the hair stands up on your neck and stuff and you're just like, oh my God, what is this feeling? Like, just imagine fingers slowly and just barely hovering over your skin and just touching you and you get that sensation of tingling and your nipples get hard and all your fucking, you get goosebumps and it's It's so crazy. It's so crazy. That's what the wind does to you. So imagine, I mean, I can't imagine having a a dick, but imagine the feeling of sex, but multiplied by I don't even know how many times. All I can tell you is you're not just feeling the dick here. You're feeling it everywhere. Every thrust, you're like... Your neurons are exploding. Your body's electrified. This is the best, being a human being and using drugs responsibly and enjoying some fucking sex on some fucking MDMA. Just fucking get some drugs and fuck and have fun, for fuck's sake. No, they all need to be illegal, (laughs) Yeah, that's because you've never done it. You've probably never had sex so good that you would understand why it's important to have something like that for it. You loser. <sighs> lame. That's what I like to call lame people. Y'all, be so fucking lame. Be so fucking lame. Lame. Mm-mm-mm. Anyways, my friends. I think that I am out of material. And like I said, I am going to go and chill out now. It was really nice to hang out with you. I hope you all enjoyed this Canada Day special. I apologize, but I also don't apologize for this reckless gum-chewing that I've subjected you to this whole time. And I hope you had a great time. Come by again next time. You can come hang out with me at my cool Waking Up Thoughtcast after-hours set. And uh, next time... Maybe we'll talk about something more salacious and raunchy and dirty and nasty. Okay, big boy. Have a good night. (laughs)